take a moment and place one hand on heart and one hand on your stomach. Gently noticing the softening of the edges of the breath as you breathe in and breathe out. Recognizing the seed of compassion through the heart and digesting it within the belly. I invite you to take a moment to simply take stock in all the compassion that fills you. All the compassion that you give out. Breathing in and breathing out. Hi, it's Ryan. Welcome to your weekly dose of The Psychedelic Psychologist, where I invite my guests to share stories about their psychedelic experiences. We cover a variety of topics from overcoming addiction and severe depression to finding wholeness and spiritual emergence. Today's podcast, you're going to hear from one of my guests who explores the work with MDMA and healing her journey story. It's great to see you. It's great to hear you. Thanks for coming. Great talking to you, Ryan. It's a pleasure. Tell me a little bit about how you found the healing journey through psychedelics. Well, it's a, it's a long story. You started with the sigh. So I actually, um, I would say I kind of had a, a rough start in my life. I started with some childhood trauma, been abused when I was a child. And then at the age of 16, I lost both of my parents 11 days apart. And then at this point, I was just living with my grandmother and my oldest brother. And I had the other two brothers that live, uh, lived overseas with my little sister. And I also was abused after the pass of my parents from my brother. And that even created my trauma to just... I was severely traumatized by that. Just to come like short here, I moved to the U.S. from my home country where I had gone through all these experiences. And so my way of coping up with that, it just, I discovered the path of education and achievement. And that was one of the things that my parents kind of installed in us of having good education, solid education. And I, I just pursued my education. I was very successful. And then I moved to the U.S. I got my professional degree in healthcare. I'm currently working with that as a healthcare professional. And just followed uh, one achievement after one achievement. And that never brought me like sustainable happiness. And that brought me to the point of kind of like almost depression that I couldn't feel satisfied in my life. And I just came across one of my close friends that can let me know about the psychedelic experience and how that can help the person advance and, and explore their, their subconscious. I did connect with a guide and it was a very trusted guide that I worked with. And he really led me through that um, path of psychedelics. And I was open 
able with the help of psychedelic experience to open uh, my trauma. And it was very interesting because I, I had several of them so far and I believe like seven. I went through the first three sessions and it was a great discovery for me that it just every journey has been a journey on its right, own. Right, right. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're separate, but they're together. Yes, yes. And they're somehow connected. Can you tell me a little bit about what you're finding in connection as you're saying that? And you're so courageous and just the discipline and nobility to go at it as you do in the conversations you and I have had. How do mm-hmm. you see them connected? What are you finding as interconnections? I believe that each experience is kind of built in my own experience. Each experience built toward the next experience. So it was almost like opening like Pandora's boxes. So every time you open a box, there's another box inside of the other box. And my last journey has been an eye-opening. I feel like I kind of almost reached a level of, I would say, culmination in my self-growth and I just had a I would say like an almost like an enlightening discovery of all that experiences that I've gone through uh, with the help of the psychedelics. Yeah and speaking of that what is the medicine and compound that you have found alignment with what what's working for you and what are you dancing with today? I gravitated toward MDMA because like I said before, like I'm a healthcare professional. So I uh, would like to know, like trust what I'm doing. And there's a lot of studies about the MDMA with the post-traumatic disorder. And that what made me trust it even more because there's a lot of literature about this kind of medicine. And I thought also connected that it would help me specifically with my own journey and experience. So I gravitated toward MDMA. How are you feeling with the medicine? Is it working with such significant life stories and reconciling trauma? What does the medicine provide you? Can you paint a picture for me about? I would say... Working with the medicine has been, I would say it's kind of like a full experience. My first experience, because it was my first, so I really didn't have a solid plan or I didn't know what to expect. I was just curious and I was open to explore what whatever comes up. So that was my first intention, just to see what's going on, just to kind of dive in deep on what's holding me back and what's holding my progress and kind of enter fearing with my happiness, even though I thought that I had everything that would make anyone happy at the moment, but I still wasn't. So I just wanted to learn why I'm feeling this way. And my first journey, it was just like a vision almost. So it was almost like someone showing me, it sounds like almost like what I've, what I've heard, like a mushroom experience, that I was seeing visions, I was connecting with angels that I actually invited before I started my journey. It was kind of almost like a ceremonial because even my first journey, I just had that intention on just bringing in the angelic help that can help me and provide me with the most insight that I can get from this journey. I just treated it as a divine and sacred 
thing. And I think that's how it should be treated. Doing that from day one. Yeah. You and I have been working together, this idea of bringing really this work into the sacred. Can you elaborate on do those angels follow you through these sessions? Are you are you using them as allies? Tell tell me a little bit more about what what the sacred means to you with the regards to the medicine. Yes, I've always had like that spiritual incline since I was young. And even though I was brought in a in a religion, uh, maybe would not believe in the psychedelic, I would think, but I still saw the value that goes beyond any religions of healing and healing the soul. And I feel like that kind of surpassed my religion, my belief about my religion. So what you're saying is how important the sacred is to what you're doing and in you bring the sacred out in mm-hmm. the medicine work. Yeah. There are certain ways that you evoke the sacred pre-sessions that you go into or integrating the session? So the way how I do it, I usually connect with my spirit guide because I believe that I do have a spirit spirit team and angels and spirit animal. I believe in all that. So I do set the intention to invite and partner with my spirit guides, my angels uh, that are here always to help us. Um, So I invite them to attend the session with me and I ask for their help and guidance. And I honestly believe that they are the one that can help me with the visions and help me seeing the whole picture in my first experience. And then every time there was like almost like a theme. So the first time it was kind of almost, do you want me to get in details? Tell me the details, what you're healing, like the compassion you have for yourself, the love, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What okay. is it? Is that okay? Yeah. What is it? The picture that you're painting, what's the picture that you paint now with the MDMA? What are you witnessing in your experience? So the picture is kind of led me, like the whole experience is led me to discover the wholeness that inside all of us. So I went from someone who was very dependent on relationship and dependent on external circumstances to someone who's internally satisfied now, even though my external circumstances still didn't change much. And that's because my work, I believe a big part of it is my work with the MDMA experience. It just that got me to the core of my old issues and that what happened in my last session with my guide that I reached. I just asked a question that I wanted to feel forgiven by whatever you want to name it, like God, uh, the supreme spirit by consciousness. So I just wanted to feel loved. And that's ultimately, I think, most of us goal kind of thing. I just wanted to feel, how does it feel for me to feel loved? How does it feel for me to feel worthy? Because that was one of the biggest issues and traumas that I had because I did because all the abuse that I've been through, I kind of somehow thought that I'm not worthy of love because all trauma, all the abuse, just I kind of got the message of I'm not worth it, I'm not enough, I'm not loved. And in through my MDM experience, it's kind of opened that for me that we are inherently worthy. And that sounds like a textbook kind of answer but I actually experienced that 
through. Yeah, you experienced it. Tell, tell yeah. me about that. That's that. And I totally agree. Everyone's like, oh, you did MDMA. You're going to feel love. You're going to feel connection to the world at large. But what I'm hearing you say is internally, it started to really become true. Yeah, because I was able to see um, my ego and to know my ego for what it is that it's just a box of experiences that kind of limit us or we, most of us, like before we awaken, we identify ourselves with our ego or our box of container. And the ego is like very small compared to the grand, you know, big God or love. And I was able to see myself as all my experiences that I've had in my whole life, that's all part of my ego. But then if I identify myself with my ego, then I'm leading myself to feeling not enough, not valued, not supported. Then when you look deeper, when I looked deeper through in, in my journey, in my life journey, I saw that that's not true because I always identify myself with my ego. But when I identify myself with consciousness with God with all that is connected together you'll see that you you are that and again I, I sound like I'm talking you know from a textbook again but that's that's I experienced that through my last journey and it was uh, that, do you get that in the body yeah you- I did I did feel like almost like a peaceful serene it's hard to explain yeah let's start again it being hard to explain slow down for just a minute can you close your eyes and embody that experience of compassion can you feel that love at this moment I definitely do can you elaborate on what that feels like embodied it's almost I would say and Scribble. and I'm sorry, yeah. can't say that. <laughs> it's it, you can't really pen it in words. It's hard to pen it in words, but I know it, it for sure. Yeah, for sure, I do. I do. Yeah, and explaining it sometimes does what to it? It kind of undervalue the significance or the feeling of it because I feel like it's beyond words. Right. And I'm I'm really don't want to sound I'm very practical post person. And that's why like I don't want to sound like someone who just, you know, living in illusions or whatever. But this is my true experiences. What I've been like whenever, like now, even after my experience, when I went back to hard reality, <laughs> right. sometimes it's hard to feel these moments. But then when you sit and you just take a few minutes, you can literally connect again to that big energy or big field that's a brilliant point and i'm grateful that you're bringing it up in our talk that when we hit hard reality it's quickly forgotten but it's important to almost could i say prescribe time such as you're doing right now to slow down and simply feel it or think about it or tap into that emotional space For sure. For sure. It can be very difficult taking back reality and how then you prescribe it, dare I say, the embodiment, the emotional heart and the reconnection to compassion. Do you feel that? Now I do. Yeah. 
Yeah, and what's changed? What changes my baseline? I, I said I'm a healthcare professional, right? So what changed is my baseline. I understand that my ego is not the one that runs the show. And, and every time that I get trapped, and of course it happens, and I know it will happen, uh, maybe until I attain one day enlightenment, who knows, as long as I'm still in this state, I always reconnect back to that grand energy that I'm a part of. And every time I get caught in attachment or I define myself with my ego, I go back and I know this is not all it is, that my ego is part of the experience. And another thing, also revelation that I had with my guide, Ryan, was even though like we condemn the ego and it kind of have like such a bad reputation. Right. But also through my experience, I learned to give compassion to the ego itself, you know? Right. We need it at some level. Exactly. And compassion. And that's part of my last journey too, because I had a lot of compassion for my own journey, for what I've been through. Because sometimes when you get in that hard reality and you hear other people telling you or someone telling you that you're not enough, you're not doing a good job, you're not like you don't have much money, you don't have much that, or you're not pretty enough, or you're not tall enough, like all these things that kind of helps us feel small. I, I would give compassion to that because that's just part of our human ignorance. And it's it so crazy. That, it is. It is. It's um it's very interesting, I would say. It's a breath of fresh air as well. How often, how often do you see that come to light within yourself? Do you need to feed it? In other words, is there kind of like a gas tank? You know, we started today in this meditation of digesting and love. Do you believe love is endless? Is it a bottom well? Do we have to contain it? Do we have to? What do you do and how do you work with love? Because the world is pretty. That external world can be very scary through my own like experience because I like I, I mentioned through my journey I feel like I haven't received love growing up uh, or maybe I haven't I didn't perceive that I didn't receive any love growing up you know being abused and losing your parents and then you know getting an abusive relationship and just from one hardship to another and I just asked that question so and that kind of bring in some deep emotions to me because that's what's coming up right now as you're saying that as I say that you just when you have such a hard or tough life you just ask where is love and when you look around you and you don't see love in the people that deal with you or people immediate family or the people that's supposed to help you feel safe and protected you get from them cruelty and abuse and that can I help you wonder where is love and now I'm embracing that whole journey because this journey has led me to to feel the love inside my heart that's beautiful it is and you show it so amazingly you just you shower it you radiate it and is it easy does it take effort or is it with all of the stories you've provided and all the work you're doing 
how do you access that? Well, I do other I honestly I do yeah I, I honestly it's I've been through a lot like this is psychedelic is part of my experience part um, of it thank you yeah yes and it's uh definitely a, it's a great supplement to supplement your personal growth or your commitment I'll call it my commitment toward myself because in our world we all thought or that's what I experienced too. I don't want to generalize here, I'm trying to not to do that because I'm talking about my own experience. Sometimes that outside or the external world make us feel not enough or small or not empowered or not able to make a change. But from my own experience, I I now feel very empowered going through my journey because part of that is just that I refused to let the world tell me who I am. I refuse to define myself with sick societal, you know, concepts or whatever. And I now, I, I take my own responsibility for my own self. And that includes commitment to my journey, commitment to my own self-growth, commitment to my own happiness. That takes a lot, especially in these days that we're in now. You know, but it for me now, it's the foundation. Yeah, um, that baseline you spoke about earlier that it's just it's your go to. It's what it sounds like. It's what feeds you. Exactly. That's definitely what it is, because when you feel like the outside external does not feed you, then you have to go. And that's and that actually like my journey with um, psychedelics and everything else, it just brought me back to the old ancient say that look within like that's why everyone was saying that <laughs> there's right. a reason why and, and through <laughs> my journey and through my experience itself I I I feel like I'm I completely understand now I completely like I, at some points at my earlier um, stages of awakening our being I couldn't understand I was like what do you mean like look with an okay I, I can't see anything <laughs> so <Right>. that's how <laughs> that's how I was in my earlier um, experiences but that completely changed because when we look deep behind all our illusions you'll find the God that supports us all or the love that supports us all that's tremendous and as you're doing that, are people in your sphere and orbit recognizing that you have this kind of gift of giving love out and appreciation for yourself? Are, are people recognizing within your world how you're operating and what they see in you? Definitely, definitely, for sure. And that, okay, so when I talk about that, that's another one big thing or one big transformation that I had. My understanding about what love is and how actually can give love and through my work with also psychedelic and my guide that has been great like I'll say one of the most important transformation because we all come with this open heart or most of us I would say at least <laughs> that <Right>. want <laughs> that want um to give and give and give and 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 my journey has been like a great a proof of that because I feel like I've been giving, 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 and only just getting hurt. And 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 just that taught me. I would call it maybe correct me if I'm wrong, 
uh, you're the psychologist here, I would say like my our own emotional intelligence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're coming right up against your own intelligence and recognizing and trusting it, no? Yeah, like emotional intelligence that, you know, you love, yes, but sometimes love can be tough love. Sometimes, sometimes love be, no, I can't do that now because I have to take care of myself. Sometimes love would be, yeah, I can give you because I do have enough to give you. And that love regulation thing, I never had that system in my head. <laughs> so <laughs> it was kind of almost like a new information that got installed um, in me, in my psyche. But I definitely, especially in these days where <laughs> everyone steps in, on everyone's toes to trigger them. Yeah, the boundaries you're establishing. I hear, is that what For I'm saying? Sure. Yes, that's, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. You got, you're right. Boundaries, boundaries. So you have, you have levels of love that you can provide and you're giving, but Svea, you're also setting boundaries up when you don't want to be taken advantage of or something in that regard. I think they're very, very, very important to set healthy, clear boundaries. And it's something I'm, I'm not saying that I'm professional at that. Like apparently I'm a starter here, <laughs> but right. I think um, just having that awareness of establishing new boundaries and learning when to say yes and learning when to say no and kind of protect your own field. Oh, I like that. Your field yeah. as in your like energy field. Exactly. And do you, are you capable of picking that up? And so does one of the things that I wonder about as you and I are working together is it, it doesn't get over consuming, does it? Like when you're evaluating the external field versus the internal field, how, how does, how are you calibrating that? Um, like, like if you're out in the world, do you have to shut things off or turn them on stronger or because you're so in tune to the expression of love and not wanting to be taken advantage of or? I would say like, um, then in this case, I would just be in my default setting. Okay. Right. <laughs> I don't know how to put it in, in, in words, but it's kind of yeah. like. I'm you're cordial gonna... and you're compassionate, but you're also watching the dance outside. And exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Let's um, pivot for one minute. Tell me a little bit about what's on the horizon and how do you know when to take the next dive or you, you said something very important, which is it's a supplement to the work you're doing. Exactly. What do you recognize in yourself to say, okay, this is time for me to kind of go in again. So I feel like for me, when I feel like I'm completely out of balance or I feel like I'm completely getting caught up in things or getting triggered. I told my guide that that time is just kind of like when I feel like I need a little bit of polishing, like polishing yeah. the edges and kind of squaring things out for me because I'm connecting more now to my own internal self. So when I feel like everybody probably would be different, but I now feel like, oh, okay, it's time. Let's, let's, let's do something. That's beautiful. I'm mm -hmm. so grateful to be working with you. You're doing so much amazing work. Can you tell me what the most recent aha moment is that you're taking away, both from this conversation and or the work you're doing? Um, it's just that 
it's important to feed uh, yourself. I love it. It's important to not wait for other people to do that for you because that's mean you're empowered and you're not dependent on external circumstances to make you feel good because then you're probably not and it would be better to be in a in a more empowered state where you take in responsibility for your own journey that's so wonderfully said Mm, thank you oftentimes this medicine brings us right up against the exact things we need to work on look at and heal. I often say, please be gentle. And it's not just to tell you, but really remind you that when working with this medicine, the most important thing is to be gentle with yourself. The reason for that is this medicine can do many different things. And in that, I simply remind you, please be gentle.